Check out the Listen In Podcast on Twitter, at Listen In Pod. That's at Listen In Pod. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on Google Play. Tell a friend who loves music that we exist. We'd greatly appreciate it. Leave a review on iTunes if you're so inclined. Thanks. Let's start the show. Welcome to episode 79 of the Listen In Podcast. Jake and I officially have Lord Fever. Yeah. Sweeping the nation. Last week's episode got taken up by big friend of the pod, Cam Boucher's interview. I feel we sort of gave short shrift to this Lord album. uh, And we did a longer discussion about Fleet Foxes, so I feel less bad about that. But this Lord album is great, man. So good. I cannot stop listening to it. I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. Nor did I. And I think I said that last week, saying I didn't expect to like it as much. I'm so beyond that now. Yeah. This is like a top five album of the year for me at the moment. It, I could see it creeping up there for me. I think you've listened probably triple. As many <laughs> I was like have. six times yesterday. Right, yeah. I, I've been For me, it's been more of a steady daily dose. Yeah, like yeah, once yeah, or twice yeah. Here and there. Well, you know me. Like when I when I get oh, yeah. in on an album, mm-hmm. I get in on an album, it's a binge. and I listen a lot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. But a lot of great songs. She has turned into like a well. I think I guess always was like a really talented songwriter. It it blows my mind that she's only twenty and that she's putting out maybe the best pop album of the decade. So here's the thing, because that's gonna that's going to raise a lot of eyebrows and i think this i think melodrama is deserving of being in that conversation with lemonade and i think a lot of people would say carly ray jepson yeah, that's been getting emotion. a ton of buzz yeah people love that album um the taylor swifts of the world like we talked yeah. a little bit like in the after show to me though uh bill burt to me <laughs> for me for for me uh melodrama I like better than all of those flag flagship pop albums of the last, you know, seven-ish years. Yeah, I think we were talking about it yesterday, where I, even though I know Lemonade is probably considered better, yeah. or more important, I think definitely, this Lord album has kept me coming back way more than it, that ever did. It is... It's probably, a lot of that is probably like, oh, Jake, are you a white guy from New Hampshire? There you go. Right. It, yeah, yeah. I, I think, I think it has that. a lot to do with that. I'm starting to grow tired of this more important yeah. moniker that we give things. It's a cop-out to be like, I don't like it that much, but I don't want to be on the outs of what everyone else thinks. So I'm going to acknowledge how, quote-unquote, important it is. Yeah. And it's also kind of like a backhanded insult. We're like, oh, it's the most important, but... And then you can put whatever you want after it. I, I'm going to be better... And I, I'm pledging this to you, listeners, as we get towards the end of the year and as we're making end of the year lists, I'm going to stay away from this. I know it's really good. I know it's important, but I'm just going to be like, no, I, it didn't resonate with me yeah. that much. Fuck it. I like this other one better. Yeah, and that's where it, it kind of comes down to the discussion of best versus favorite. Mm. And what are we really ranking? I think sometimes right. people kind of do a mix of both. And yeah. that can be a little confusing. Yeah, and I think, uh, like, on our criteria, we always end up um, putting in cultural relevance yeah. and things like that as a scoring factor, which great I think probably makes sense because, you know, if a Lord album can withstand the criticism of basically every music publication out there, that counts for something compared to, like, a punk rock album that gets reviewed by 
a couple websites, you know. So like, you do have to weigh that. Well, it seems like the Lord album too is one that's going to have a lot of critical acclaim and uh, popular yeah. love. Yes. Speaking yep. of albums, Sean, yes. that have a lot of critical acclaim and popular love, episode seventy nine. That means we're looking at nineteen seventy nine in music. Big year for what music. What a loaded year. Yeah, 79 is one of those sort of famed big years yep. in music. Um, I think in a lot of ways because of its transitional point between like new wave, post-punk, all that kind of mm-hmm. different stuff was happening. You have Unknown Pleasures by Joy Division, Russ Never Sleeps by Neil Young, Off the Wall by Michael Jackson, The Wall by mm-hmm. Pink Floyd. Maybe a little playoff one another there. London Calling oh by my The Clash. God. Yeah, one of my favorite, if not my favorite album of all time. Damn the Torpedoes by Tom Petty. I'm looking here through this list. There's more. Talking Heads came out with an album, In Through the Outdoor by The St- Oh, and Jake, Van Halen 2. Here's, here's another thing about 79. You have some titans of, putting of out classic rock putting out some kind of clunkers. Middling work. You have Zeppelin with In Through the Outdoor, and you have The Eagles putting out The Long Run, which has some good songs on it. Um, hmm. I've never listened to the whole thing. Uh, Lodger by David Bowie. Let me see if there's one more worth highlighting here. Oh, Back to the Egg by Aerosmith. Oh. I'm not Aerosmith. Whoops, by Wings. Wings. But Aerosmith oh. did come out with Night in the Ruts. Now, Sean, here's a question for yes. you before you jump into history. Do you get, it's really subtle, do you get what Aerosmith did there with the Night, night in the Ruts? Yes, Jake, right in the nuts. Yeah. Really fucking funny sort of your a, favorite band ever. Just a subtle move. Really, just, really funny. You know, Steven Tyler and Joe Perry were just sort of... Tasteful in all things. (laughs) Just guys being dudes. Uh, Okay, history in 1979. Couple very interesting ones. Cold War kind of heats back up for two reasons. One, because the Soviets, Soviet tanks roll into Afghanistan on December 24th, 1979. So right at the end of the year. The eve of the... uh of Christmas and uh, that's of right. the 90s. Yeah. The yeah, 80s. yeah, and the Cold War heating back up. Um, and then we also have the nuclear accident at Three Mile Island. So this was the start oh, yeah. of the 80s renewed fear in uh, nuclear Armageddon. Damn. So, so a tumultuous time. Yeah. The yeah, late yeah. 70s. Yeah. I think the U.S. was in a, a poor place economically, too. Yeah, I think Carter inflation. Era? Yeah, inflation was running wild. This then. is when you see like documentaries about the United States and history. I feel like it's around the late seventies when you see like that footage of cars waiting in line yes, for gas. Absolutely, that's yes. really always when you yep. see that. Yep, definitely. So definitely. Uh, no segue here. We're gonna go in straight into hot thoughts. Hot Sean. thoughts. Um, one album that came out new this week, kind of a, a light week, I'd say. Yeah. Um, but one I've been enjoying is this new Vince Staples record, mm. Big Fish Theory. So Vince Staples is a Los Angeles area rapper. He came out, I think, in 2014 with Hell Can Wait, the EP. In 2015, he dropped Summertime 06, his much acclaimed mm-hmm. um, debut full length, which was a long album, hour long. I think it was technically a double album. Mm-hmm. Um, and now he came out with uh, Big he, Fish. He there. had that EP last year, too, end of, end of last year. Prolific yeah. run for. Seriously, go, uh, yeah, strong few years here from Vince Staples. So the first thing that struck me, and, and longtime listeners of the show, this will be no surprise to you. This album's only 36 minutes long. Yes. Thank God. Yeah. Because the last thing... So leading up to this, leading up to Friday, I was like, oh, new Vince Staples coming out. Oh, I know how long his last full length was, and I liked it. I enjoyed that. But I was like, am I ready for another hour-plus-long rap album? Because last week was a very busy music listening week. 
we had we we're still catching up on Fleet Foxes and Lord and all these other great albums that just came out. For some reason, I was inundated with podcasts. A lot yeah. of NBA draft talk from Bill well, Simmons. Bill Simmons dropped four, four hour and a half long podcasts yeah. last week. So I had to listen to those, and it was just a busy week. Didn't I was like, oh man, like now I got I'm getting an hour and a half rap album. No. Thank God it was what is it? Uh, 10 36 minutes. 12 songs? 12 songs I think 36, 36 minutes. 36 minutes, yeah. Um and all signs like you said pointed to it being long. I mean I didn't do any research ahead of time. No, I didn't. But I, I I was kind of dreading it to be honest with you. I saw that it got great reviews I was like all right, I'll click into it. When I saw 36 minutes I was blown away because like you said a lot of rap albums it seems like it's a requisite thing for it to yep. be like 55 minutes yep. to an hour 10. Um and yeah, to see this lean or as some people might say, svelte <laughs> album track list uh, at 36 minutes was interesting. And like the Big Fish Theory being the name, I was like, okay, he's swinging for the yeah, fences. Yeah. I was like, this is going to be like an epic. And I don't know if I'm ready for a long one. Mm-hmm. Turns out it's actually this like kind of quick listen of sparsely producing kind of cool little like house dance tracks. Yeah, yeah. I was very surprised on that first track. Wait, wh- Crabs wh- in a bucket. What I was getting from it, I was like, oh, this is actually really cool. Yeah. So I, I like a lot of the songs on here. What's the second one? It's Is it Big, Big Fish. Fish? Big Fish. That's that's a great song. Um, I've been counting up, what is it, Hundreds by the Thousand or counting something? Counting up Hundreds by the Thousands. Yeah. I've been on a late night ball. That's a great hook. I love that. That's so, that's really, really good. There's some good songs on here. Here's, here's the thing, though. I, I, I enjoy this. What I what I've come to realize though, despite my enjoyment of this album, 2017 might be the year where I realize that like if if it's not a, a huge rap release, it's just not gonna be the thing I go back to a ton. Right. Like this is the same. This is a really good rap album. I I've only listened a few times yeah. and I really don't want to go back. I, I'm like I'm more interested in listening to Lord or Jason Isbell still, or or I'm still going back to Big Thief and, and Alex G. Like that, it feels more like my speed right now, more than than this one. Not to take anything away from it, it's just I, I think I'm in a lull with rap right now, where I'm just not totally like it's not doing it for me like it has in years past. I think something about Vince has changed that trend in me a little bit because. I haven't listened a ton, but over the past few days, I've listened a, a good handful of times and gotten, I think, a little more into it than I expected I would. Because with me, Vince Staples, I really loved the Hell Can Wait EP back when that came out. And unlike you, I didn't love Summertime 06, mm. which really bummed me out because I was like, you know how you latch yourself onto an yeah. artist, and when everyone's loving this album, and it I sucks. thought I liked yeah, Vince Staples. Yeah, that's the worst feeling. I was like, I, I guess I don't like him as much as I right. thought. I was ex- something about that album. I thought it was over long. I thought yep. some so- songs were, I guess, unnecessary or whatever. Um, something he's doing here on this album really interests me. I like the song Seven Forty Five. Yeah, yeah, I really like that song too. Yeah, uh, Bag Back, I guess what it's yep. called. The second to last track, Rain Come Down. Yep. Um, and I love Crabs in a Bucket, the yeah. first track. It seems like he's trying like some cool sort of experimental stuff. It's almost like Yeezus in some ways, yes. but more listenable. In a pure, like, like less obsessed Industrial, with... Industrial, like, yeah. like, pounding. Like, yeah. drill sounds. The thing is, people... This, this has become a theme among, I think, our friends and kind of just people I talk to where they're like, oh, I didn't like Yeezus. 
And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeezus is my second favorite Kanye album behind Twisted Fantasy. Really? I love Yeezus. Yeah. I love Yeezus too. I have absolutely no problem with it. I just mean But have you seen that too? Oh, yeah. And that's that's why I say more listenable because I think in general, when people think of Yeezus, they think it's like Kanye's difficult album. Yeah, I disagree. I'm like, I, I, I like your comparison to that because they're both short. They're both under 40 minutes. Yeah. I find Yeezus extremely listenable because it's so short. Yeah, you have a few songs in there that are like kind of jarring and loud and yeah. and vulgar in and a I way. Think there, but there's a couple songs that are like misses. As good as some of it is, like there, right. there's songs on there I don't love. Like yeah. what's that one near the end? I can't remember. I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I can't think of the name right now either. But what what would your second favorite Kanye album be? Quick aside. Oh, good. Good question. It's Twisted Fantasy 1, right? It's easy, yeah. Twisted Fantasy 1. And I think then I go... What's tough then is it's a conversation between Yeezus, Graduation, and Late Registration for mm. me. See, Late Registration, as great as it is, that's the one where I feel like there's some misses and it's a little too long. And it's there's definitely some songs, long. There's some songs where I'm like, okay, does this need to be this long? Can yeah. we get rid of this? Can we trim the fat a little? I can see that. So for that reason, I think... I, I like Yeezus a little more. Honestly, this is probably going to be a wild, wild take to a lot of people. For me, it goes Twisted Fantasy, Yeezus, Graduation, then Late Registration, and then... Okay. Pablo? Probably Pablo. And, and this, the, where do you put 808s? That's where it gets difficult. Because I, I don't know that... And or college dropout that great. Neither. Like I, I don't know it a ton. I know I have songs I love on both of those, but as albums... Dude, I, you know, this is going to drive people insane because you're going to have the college dropout heads out there who are like, no, it's his best. That's last for me. Yeah. I'd rather listen to 808s. It, it, I mean, like, I've listened to it some, but I haven't listened to college dropout that much, and I haven't had that much interest. Yeah. For me, if I want that early Kanye sound, I'll just go to late, late registration. Yeah, exactly. Which from, I mean, I guess it's not fair, though, because I've listened to late registration a ton right. and really gave myself the time to love it. Really cool article for listeners to check out. I think it's on Uproxx. Um, they do a ranking of all Kanye West albums, but they do it in a different spin where they say, write about each album as if it were number one. So they make, uh, they basically make the case for every Kanye West album as his best album. Interesting. And it's a different writer takes that's each. Cool. That's cool. Um, that's cool. I think that's Up Rocks. I could be wrong. What is the one that you think is hardest to, to make argue an argument for? for? Th- is it... It's got to be like... I think it's probably graduation because what yeah. you would say, Twisted Fantasy is easy to, to argue for. Um, pa- oh, Pablo could be up there. Pablo's, Pablo's tough. tough. I think 808s is a tough one to argue. No, no, no. no, no. 808s I think is easy. Stylistic you, you, that's It's his Kid A. That, that's, that's the argument. That's easy. But it's not considered as good as Kid A. No, but that's the argument. I think it's. I'm saying just ease, ease to write about and kind of argue for. I think graduation is probably one of the harder. That and Pablo. I feel like if I were the writer assigned Twisted Fantasy, that's almost boring. It is because it's like that's the easiest argument in the world. It's just like I would have just write written like three words and be like, it's the best, and then just (laughs) mic drop it. Like just basically objectively. Exactly. Interesting. Interesting. That is that is cool. I like that. You should check it out. Yeah, that's cool. I see. I like how this is feeding my point before, where like, of course, a rap conversation that I'm having goes back to Kanye West. I can't even stick to this album. Here's the. I really like this album. This is my second favorite rap release of the entire year, behind 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 Kendrick. Well, ahead of Drake. 
Oh, more that oh, seems unlikely. Oh, I kind of forgot about more life. Yeah, I, I more guess life. more life has to be second. Yeah. Um, I, I was like, Sean. That, I was like, Sean has lost some love. No, I, I, life. I forgot about more life. Um, so maybe third. But, but yeah, but it's third. Yeah, I mean, but I haven't listened to a ton of rap either. So a couple of things about this. One, I'm enjoying it because I think it's a cool album and an interesting new direction for Vince. And I just like him as a person. That's the second yeah, thing. Yeah, is I yeah. just like him as a person, and yeah. I wanted to talk a little bit about. Vince Staples as like a figure because it seems he sort of has stuff all figured out. He has this interesting history where I mean he's still pretty young. He I think is twenty three, about to be twenty four, wow. um, and he I think was involved in like drug like he was a sort of a he talks about like carrying a gun right. and dealing drugs and shit. Right. So he brought himself out of that. And it's really interesting because he has been on shows like Bill Simmons' ill-fated Any Given <laughs> Which Wednesday. Which I think you you still hold a candle for. I think you are still in on that show. I, I just, won't admit that it wasn't good. Oh, no. I never admitted it was... I never said it was great. I thought you were always like, no, it's like I was like pretty it's, good. I thought it was finding its legs a little bit. Okay. I thought it was finding okay. its legs a little bit. It was never great. Okay. Um, I mean, because like, no one watched it. Right. But anyways, he went on that show and he was on twice... And both times, he, I don't know if you saw those episodes. No. But <laughs> I, I think you and like five other people saw that episode. Right. Hence its cancellation. Um, but he was electric on the show. Was he? He was like really, really funny and engaging. And More he has, electric than Bill Simmons on camera? <laughs> yeah. What? Believe it or not. Believe it or not. And he had all these like, he was truly funny. Yeah. He was almost like a stand-up comedian hmm. in some ways. They, they were asking him about... Uh, Kobe Bryant, and he's an LA fan, mm-hmm. but he's talking about how he like didn't like Kobe. I think mm. he had some really contrarian takes. Interesting. He'd be an interesting interview. Vince, if you're listening, come on the show. Big friend of the pod, A. Yeah, yeah, right. And B, we'd like to have you on. See, I haven't seen any interviews with him. Right. I. It's interesting though because I just know that he is yeah. an engaging guy. I like think he's he a just, good Twitter follower. That reputation is just out there. Where it's like, oh, Vince Staples is like a smart, funny like charismatic dude. I just know that even though I've never seen him in anything. He also has a lot of critical uh, acclaim mm. build up mm-hmm. under mm-hmm. like under him already. Yes. yes. If you look at basically like I haven't looked at many sites but Pitchfork, I'm sure Metacritic would bear this out as well. But Pitchfork out of his four releases, three of them are best new musics and they yeah. all have really high And reviews. I think Prima Donna was the only one that didn't Get a best of music, right? I think he got an eight, and though. he got an eight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, he is beloved. Yeah, he is. Um, he is. It's, it's deserved, yeah. deserved. Vince is a classic example of an artist who I know, if I'm being honest, I don't like as much as I want to. That's what happened uh, yeah. with Summer yeah. Summertime. One hundred percent. Yep. That's what happened with that album where I was like, I love Vince Staples, and then I listened to that album a lot, and I was like, <laughs> I don't love this record. Right. I think Big Fish is one where that might turn the tides. Mm-hmm. It does help though when you're an artist in and people just like you. Mm, mm-hmm. I feel like that's a helpful. Oh, it, oh, it takes, it's very, very, very helpful. Um, yeah, I think for me, I for me, <laughs> I just need to listen a, more. Like for me, I think rap albums in particular are ones where I just need to live with them yeah. and have them just, just get saturated into my brain, and, and then I like them. In some ways, it's what I've been trying to make myself do yeah. because I have a really bad tendency, and it's what you spoke to earlier. Of I'll listen to a rap album that gets good reviews, but I know I'm not gonna love. I'll yeah. listen to it twice, yeah. and then or three times, and then I just sort of forget about it. Yeah. And I look back at the end of the year, and I'm like, oh, I could have maybe gotten into that. Like that new Two Chains album, I think it is. Like Pretty Girls Love Trap Music or something like that. I didn't listen to that. That got really good reviews, and I'm just like, I can't. 
I can't jump into two chains now. How long is it? An hour twelve? Dude, it's probably probably. Is there any worse length than that? An hour twelve? No, I'd rather have it be a buck thirty. Yeah, because then it's like it's like all right, it's a ch- like this is a tome, this yeah. is a challenge, right? Yeah. Like like Joanna Newsom, um, have one on me is like two and a half hours long, You're crazy, and it's like okay, this is like a a, a mountain of music that I need to climb. Yeah. Whereas like a buck twelve, you are like this is just feels long without having a point. Exactly. So another hot thought this week, Sean. Yeah. We didn't have many albums. We do have one other topic, and I didn't think it really fit into anything else except hot thoughts. Yeah. Did you see on, I think it was Twitter or Instagram, Taylor Swift posted this congratulatory video to Russell Westbrook for winning the NBA MVP, and it was in a word, cringeworthy, I, I and awkward. I I saw it. I didn't really understand what I was watching because a lot of times when when awards happen they'll they'll have celebrities and stuff pre-record these things to show yeah like it's this natural thing like they're buddies first of all taylor swift couldn't doesn't do anything naturally she's a scripted robot right second of all she tries to play it off like they're friends while also being like we're not friends three she kind of makes fun of basketball in it and like how she's clearly not a fan but she's making this video it was all it all came across very poorly as someone who loves basketball loves russell westbrook and who doesn't have a ton of patience for public persona taylor swift even though i love her music came across really poorly and i think she got shit on accordingly for it (laughs) yeah and because it was just odd she tried this weird joke that did not stick the landing at that, all. That like she taught him how to play basketball, and it was not self-aware in any way because it was so self-referential. Because her joke was like, "Remember back in the day, I taught you how to shoot hoops," and, and then I didn't even remember what the joke was. It, it was, was like, like, and then you, you beat to- me one day, and you told me to shake it off. Yeah, and she's like, "I got an idea." I mean, I'll just leave it at that. That was really bad. Yeah, and then she was like, the one part I thought was kind of funny was she was like, "That's all fake. I've never met you." But it, right. Or like right. we don't even know each other. Right. But even still, man. Why are you making that video? Why, what's the purpose? Did, that's, I think, so th- this is an example of like, what you know how people say, this is a long-winded analogy. Okay. I know it coming Lay out. Lay it on me. You know how people say that George Lucas ruined the prequel Star Wars movies because he didn't have enough people to check and balance yeah. his creative decisions? Yeah. I think with Taylor, this video, like, her keeper wasn't there. Her, her handler? Yeah, her handler. Wasn't there to like tell her, ooh, let's like, you know, let's cut the the fat. What, on is she at bit. the point where her handler wouldn't even be able to say no at this point? Yeah, I don't know. Is T Swift too big to fail? She might be too big to fail. Yeah, she might be. I saw an article this week that had the headline: "Is Drake too big to fail?" Speaking of that um, phrase, and I thought, what did that, I see? yeah, that's a good question. I didn't read it, but the, what? It's because I saw it too. I also didn't read it. I love that most of my. Internet reading nowadays is really just headlines. Yeah, I saw the headline and I instead of looking at it or just finding what the thesis of it was, I just X'd out and then thought about it for ten minutes about what it meant. Yeah. I think what they mean is like he's too important to the music industry. Someone hit of his stature, he like if he collapsed a la 0807 banking crisis, right. it might uh pop the music It'd industry. It'd be like bubble. a vacuum yeah. of yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. That streaming bubble. Yeah. Huh. Something to think about, listeners. It is. 
Let's turn a page now. Yeah. Uh, out of hot thoughts and into our main discussion, which is going to be about OK Computer. Okay, I, I I'm very excited about this because so we both listened to the Stephen Hyden Celebration Rock podcast. Great, great episode that talked about the 20th anniversary of OK Computer, the remaster that just came out, and Stephen Hyden was arguing that OK Computer was not only just the best Radiohead album, but it was the best album of the last 20 years what are your thoughts on that um so it's interesting like i said great episode and a great podcast to listen to anyone who enjoys this podcast would love stephen hyden's celebration rock podcast so big shout big friend of the pod um so it brings up an interesting discussion and something we alluded to earlier in the episode it's that discussion that can be kind of annoying and kind of frustrating but sometimes ends up being kind of necessary about best versus favorite. So Mm. it's weird. I'm of two minds about it, I think. I kind of think about it in a couple different ways. I do think OK Computer is their best album or most important. Um, And obviously it's an album I love. Is it my favorite? I don't think I could call it my favorite in good conscience. I think it always sits behind Kid A and In Rainbows which kind of fluctuate back and forth. I think In Rainbows is my favorite, and then Kid A, and then OK Computer. Um, Do I, somewhere deep inside me, sort of know OK Computer is better than those albums? Yes. Here's here's where I'm going to dissent from this. Mm -hmm. So I I agree with you that In Rainbows is my my personal favorite, and then it's Kid A, and those are very, very close. I think now... In Rainbows has solidified itself as my number one, and I don't really flip-flop on that anymore. OK Computer is my number three. I'm going to kind of dissent here by saying I don't necessarily agree that it should be elevated to this best, most important level just because everyone kind of says it is. Like, for example, I was listening to the remaster today, and I hadn't listened to OK Computer in a while. And on the podcast, uh, Stephen Hyden's guest, who's his producer, was on, and he was talking about how on the second half of OK Computer, there's some songs that aren't, like, don't 100% work all the time. And I was like, you know what? That's a great point. And I was listening again today, and the two songs that stuck out to me as ones where I was like, wait, this second half is a little bit weaker, is Electioneering um, and, and The Tourist. And to an extent, lucky a little bit. I was like, ooh, this gets a little... This second half isn't as strong. This, the, the second half of In Rainbows is, is better. It's stronger. I yeah. think, like, objectively, it is. I disagree that The Tourist and Lucky aren't great. I, where I fit in is I agree with... I think it was what Stephen Hyden said, that there's that chunk of fitter, happier, electioneering, climbing up the walls... I love climbing up the walls. I do though. too. That's the thing is like I think I think climbing up the walls is better than those three songs I just mentioned. Electioneering is is my least favorite, but if I'm looking at a run on the album that is the one that's the most in question, three tracks in a row. To me, it's that part of fitter, fitter, happier through climbing up the walls. Even though I yeah, do, yeah, 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 I love that song. Um, so that's interesting because I. I'll just say I'm never excited when I get to the tourist. I'm, See, o- I am. I'm always like oh. It's almost done. I have to get through this song that feels a little like slow sometimes. That's interesting. I've always loved that song, and I th- I think it's just because um, my favorite thing about OK Computer is that of all their albums, it's the one where Tom York goes for the explosive chorus the most and the most dramatically, and he does it on that song. I've always I guess 
I never thought about how slow it was until I actually heard that episode um, you're referencing. And you're right, it's definitely slower, and it's actually pretty long. It, it's, too, it's a little too long. It's the second longest track yeah. on the album to Paranoid Android. Yeah. Um, but I think that... I think the track list is really strong. I don't think it, it ever really dips that hard. And no, no, no. And, and when we're talking about this, I'm not saying that I don't like these songs. Right. I, it's splitting hairs, really, where it's like if I'm picking between all-time great Radiohead songs, I prefer the all-time great songs that are on the back half of In Rainbows. I still like all these songs. Well, an important discussion, too, when, it, when you talk about any best versus favorite album thing... It's context, mm. and I think it's we have to acknowledge the bias we have towards in rainbows, where we came to it as teenagers in like the middle of high school, and Radiohead was still this new thing, and we were able to get our minds blown. But because you hear, to put it in perspective, and I think I've told this this anecdote on the podcast before. I mean, nowadays, and I think anyone who's listened to enough Radiohead would say that in rainbows is this really accessible sort of basically straight-ahead Radiohead rock album. Um, it's more subtle, but it's still pretty mm-hmm. straight-ahead. When I first listened to it as, whatever, a 15-year-old who hadn't really experienced a lot of experimental music or sort of stuff that verges toward that, I thought it was, like, crazy. Mm-hmm. I didn't get it. And so the transition from just not getting it to loving it is way more strong an experience than I've had with any of their other records. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great point, and it's kind of the same for me. Um yeah, we both got into that when we were sophomores in high school. So off of that point, I, I'm I'm reading. Uh, I started reading "Dreaming the Beatles" by Sheffield. by Rob Sheffield, and he has this interesting thing that he's talking about, um, where everyone has their own quote unquote Beatles. Yeah. And what your Beatles is is different from what my Beatles is. Our if if we take that idea and we extrapolate that to Radiohead, our Radiohead is in Rainbow's era on. That's like, we've experienced those album releases. We were there for them. Right. Our Radiohead is not OK Computer. And no. we have had to deal with the, the, the that baggage, the expectation, and the, the greatness that's heaped upon it um, for, for years. All we've heard is that OK Computer is this masterwork. And I do think there is an element of almost fatigue with hearing that. And with putting those expectations on yourself when you're listening to be like this is this is great and it can be kind of exhausting sometimes it's a lot easier to just listen to in rainbows and enjoy it for what it is yeah. and not have the that critical consensus like this is so great heaped upon okay computer when you're listening yeah two things one i think there's no better like if you're discovering the discography of a band so often my favorite album is like their second most high like highly rated the beatles is a great example and i think that's a good comparison because both the beatles and radiohead's best album or quote unquote best album received a like a big anniversary mm. re-release remaster this, this, this year, year with extra tracks um and it's interesting because both these albums carry that heft um sergeant pepper for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess you could say more so than OK Computer yeah. because people call it the best album of all time. Right. OK Computer is right there in that conversation. Um, you know what's weird is I think as big a Beatles fan as I am, I like OK Computer, I think, just better than Sgt. Pepper. Oh, for, yeah, I definitely. I'd rather too. listen to it. Oh, me too. And like, I think it's even 
in their respective catalogs, OK Computer is higher in Radiohead's catalog for me than Sgt. Pepper is in the Beatles. Okay. I'm with you on that. It's just yeah. interesting. So uh, I wanted to ask you this. Do you think for albums like that, do you think it's just like necessary to release every 10 years they have this anniversary? <laughs> I'm sure they did it at 10. I'm the Beatles. Oh, right. I remember when they did 40th anniversary Sgt. Pepper stuff. Yeah. You know they'll do it at 60. I, I, maybe it's just because we're more aware of it now, but I feel like this happens all the time now. Yeah. Like, dude, fucking... Our Love to Admire by Interpol is getting a 10-year anniversary remaster. Like, first of all, that album's not that good. No one's clamoring for an Our Love to Admire remaster. For these albums, I understand why. Like, 20 years is a big deal. 50 years for Sgt. Pepper is a huge deal. Yeah. Um, or is it 60? No, it's, it's, 50, it's 50. 50. You're right. You're right. Um, so, yeah, that's a big deal. But I, I, I don't know. Like, you know. I don't think we're going to see re-releases like this in another 10 years' time yeah, for, we'll for these it. albums. We'll see it the 30th anniversary of OK Computer. People have... because the Well, the, is, the, no, no, I don't think we will because this was like a special project the band did where they were like, all right, we're going to dig up some of these old yeah. songs. We're going to put them out. Radiohead has seemed to be emptying the vaults in a way yeah. in the last couple of years that for they sure. did not seem to want to do before. And I don't know if they see an endgame soon for themselves as a band or what or if they're just like oh we're getting older this really doesn't fucking matter let's just put songs out because people want to hear them but it did not seem like even three four years ago like they would do this kind of thing yeah and and that actually is like a good segue to the bonus tracks Mm. second half Mm -hmm. of this re-release where they took the songs I Promise Man of War and Lift I think, and release them from the vault. Yeah. Those are songs that were not previously Correct. released anywhere. They also gave a remaster to songs like, um, what, Polythene, Pearly, Palo Alto, that were on previous EPs. Yep. Um, so what's cool about this OK Computer release is you get all these secondary tracks. One thing I was wondering is, so you said there's some weak tracks mm-hmm. um, on OK Computer, or weaker tracks. Um, say Electioneering's the worst song. Mm-hmm. Are there any of these that you'd maybe replace that song with or another song? I, I have a pretty easy answer, and it's no. Yeah. Um, for two reasons. One, that track list, even if I say it's a little weaker than In Rainbows, yeah. it's still one of the best albums of all time. And all of those songs, I think, fit on that album perfectly. And, and they, they matter. And they, they matter. And they all have a specific feel to them that I think these songs are missing these don't feel like okay computer songs and maybe that is because one they just don't feel that way or two because i'm so used to the track list as it is that it just wouldn't make sense to have it there the second reason is i just don't think the songs are as good so there's only one song that i thought would maybe fit i like all the songs i like i promise man of war and lift a lot um the only one of those though that i thought even remotely sounded like it might fit in okay computer is Man of War. Yeah. It has like a darker groove. Um, I actually has some really cool moments. has this big explosive like guitar lead part. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that would fit in if you had to like rearrange the tracks around it. I'd say you cut electioneering and have that go into climbing up the walls. It even has this little fade out okay. part that I'll would give you, I'll work. give you that. Yeah. But I, I, I don't think I would um, sort of you know, stump for that. No, no. And, and I think of the ones that were re-released, or, or, or um, sorry, released from the vault, like I Promise and Lift, those definitely sound like 
early Radiohead songs, they like something you'd find on the Benz. Yeah, not to say they're bad songs. I think those are those are good songs. Um, they just I don't think they fit on OK Computer. And as for the rest of them, the ones that were re-released on this OK Not OK remaster, I had already heard a lot, if not all of these, on the How's My Driving EP right. that they had put out. And, uh, you know, these are decent songs. Even when I heard them when I was younger, I was just like, ah, these are these are second-rate Radiohead songs. You can see why they were cut. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, I mean, if you're all, all in on Radiohead and you want to listen to those, you're probably going to find stuff you enjoy. But, you know, if I'm going to listen to Radiohead, I, I want to go and listen to some of their... Like other albums, like there's enough out there by them that I don't need to like necessarily scrounge for B sides. You know, I, I have a weird relationship with B sides. Sometimes I am all about them and want to f- get them. Other times I'm just like, eh, that's not totally part of your canon, and I don't want to like fuck with it that much. When I first looked at the name of this, I'll be honest, I didn't realize it was okay, not okay. I thought it was called uh, Oknatok. <laughs> and uh, Oknatok sounds like something that Dr. Octopus would invent, like a machine that he would invent to kill Spider-Man. Yeah. And I didn't know what it was, yeah. and I was just like, oh, that's just Radiohead being weird. Uh, no, yeah, okay, not okay. Which I think is a cool, cool name for the remaster. Um, yeah, so I guess my final thought here is do, do we think that OK Computer is the best album of the last 20 years is that a fair thing to say because i again i don't even think it's the best radiohead or second best radiohead album it's 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 a really interesting question um because i think one thing with okay computer and this is this is like word for word a point stephen hyden had on the celebration rock podcast but i thought it was a good point where he was like just look at the first six tracks on okay computer and he was like, "How potent and how great are all those songs?" And it's really true. And I think yeah, that, yeah, that is true. The but strength of that, I think, only diminishes slightly on the back. Yeah, but I would rather listen to the first six songs on In Rainbows than the first six on on OK Computer. And I listened to In Rainbows again last yeah. night as I was falling asleep, and Nude came on. Nude is my favorite Radiohead song. It's mine too. It's my favorite Radiohead song. It is so good. Yeah. That I is. In my opinion, better than Paranoid Android, better than Karma Police, which is like a top five Radiohead song for me. But so if we're gonna have the discussion of like best versus favorite, I think also another thing to consider is like what other music listeners might think, right? So if you were to poll, say you well, okay, that that's another interesting question. Yeah, if you were to ask all Radiohead fans like yeah. what is your favorite or best or what's the best, you probably would get most coming back saying okay, computer, but. I think there's been a groundswell of In Rainbows fans the last few years that are cropping up being like, no, no, no. Little revisionist history here. Let's put In Rainbows as that number one. Because I think what happens too is OK Computer has the advantage of being talked about for a decade and yeah. before In Rainbows even comes out. So everyone's had it drilled into their head that this is the one you should answer. Yeah, I mean, and, and now In Rainbows has a decade behind it too, which yeah, is crazy exactly. to, to exactly. believe. In 10 years, are we going to be talking about a moon-shaped pool as yeah, their best? Maybe. No, we're not. Spoiler you, alert. You definitely we're, won't. I, maybe i got to go back and listen. <laughs> the, I, I think like there is something to be said, though, and as much, I, I, I know what you're getting at. I agree with you in some ways about just pick your favorite. That's just the best. The best to you is the best. I just I do feel there's something to be said about importance or heft, and even though that can be overbearing as a music listener, there's a reason why there are these albums that are landmarks, that yeah. are these watershed events in music, 
And um, I think for us with OK Computer, I mean, we're five years old when it came out, right. or even not even yet. Right. So we can't know what it was like to experience it then. The cultural moment when it came out was supposed to be this really people thought it was pretty fucking incredible right and in a way that that I don't think musically in rainbows blew people away mm. in rainbows this is the way I think of it in rainbows is like my favorite collection of radiohead songs and it is a great great collection of radiohead songs that hangs together well as an album okay computer is like this experience though and I think I still even felt it 10 years after it came out when I first got mm -hmm. into it I can only imagine what people felt in 1997-98 when this band was was creating this album that kind of transcended rock music, especially of the era. Yeah, I understand that point, and, and I have two, two rebuttals to it. One is if I'm looking for that quote-unquote moment or experience yeah. album by Radiohead, that's why I gravitate towards Kid A. I think that is more of that, and I still feel that now, where I'm like, holy fuck, Kid A? Yeah. Like, this is amazing. That resonates more with me than OK Computer does. And the second piece of it is kind of, it's going back to favorite versus best. Like, what? why do we even need to, to split that? What, 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 what's the point? Because when we talk about the Beatles or we talk about all of these other huge bands... When is your favorite ever what the quote-unquote best is? It, it's not. It's almost never. It's the same with Zeppelin. Like, everyone says Led Zeppelin 4 is the best. Well, I don't... That's not my favorite. I, I like House of the Holy or Led Zeppelin 1 more. And, like... The only one coming immediately to mind that I can think of that is the consensus best by that artist that is my favorite is, like, Highway 61 uh, yeah. by Dylan, kind of blew by Miles, which is narrowly edged out in a silent way. I'd have to think more. Yeah. Um, I guess pet sounds, but uh, but I haven't done. F Floyd isn't Pink Floyd isn't yeah, the like animals you know better. animals is yeah than Dark Side yeah it's it's a good question I mean I think what's tough is that Be because what I was trying to say is OK Computer and Sgt Pepper and all of these big albums are ripe for music critics to write about and to put number one on their list for all of the reasons that you mentioned, for the cultural moment, for that feeling, for what they were doing with the music. But 20 years on, 30 years on, 50 years on, in the case of Sgt. Pepper, that cultural moment in that fades. That, that fades big time. And what you're left with is the songs. And if the songs aren't as good to you now as maybe they were in that moment... That needs to count for something. And I think as time goes on, it's okay to revise that yeah. that quote-unquote best-of list and, and to put in In Rainbows in there or to put Revolver in there or whatever other album you want. Well, I guess what I would say then is that with OK Computer, the songs really have stood up for me. Uh, right. And so, but like, you I, just said yourself, In Rainbows is your favorite collection of Radiohead songs. Yeah, but there's also this thing where like there's nothing... I feel like there's nothing even comparable to OK Computer in just like... When I listen to it... And again, part of this is narrative, and I can never right, escape that. Right, I never right. will with Pepper. I'm trying to. I want to strip narrative away from this, and I want yeah. it to be: What are your favorite fucking songs? Yeah, no, it's a great point, and I think that with Radiohead, that top three for me is so fucking airtight and so strong. Yeah. That depending on the mood I'm in, like if I'm in the mood for OK Computer, I'm gonna be all fucking in right. on OK Computer. Right, right. Um, and it's and it's one where I'll I'll say that it's even less narrative for OK Computer than Pepper. Because Pepper is one where, with the Beatles, 
I'll get I love the Beatles so much I'll get swept up in it and I think that's still a very good collection of songs mm. but I think that they're, like that Pepper is a weaker Beatle album than OK Computer is a Radiohead uh, yes. album I think Radiohead Agreed. Agreed. I think OK Computer is like a damn near perfect album yes I yeah, think yeah. that taking the songs alone it still is if you look at Pepper taking the songs alone there's some that are like ah, a little silly right kind of right. no I, I, I agree that one I, has not stood up to the test of time as well as OK Computer has or will because yeah. in 50 years OK Computer is still going to sound fucking amazing yeah. and Pepper is only going to sound even worse probably We're, digression on Pepper what's happened there do you think I, I, is it just that I, I, I was it's actually dated? I was actually talking to, to my buddy Ian at work big friend of the pod big shout about how the he actually shared an article from it was like the economist economist or something about they did like data trends on the most played Beatles songs on streaming services there was almost nothing yeah. from Sgt. Pepper in the top 25 or something I think it's a lack of strong individual songs yeah. that it keeps people away from it I, I agree, and I think while there are some, like I always will love getting better. I'll always love the day in the life. Yeah. I think there's there are good songs. You have the kind of goofy premise of this mm-hmm. fictional band, and you have the Sgt. Pepper songs themselves. The the song and then the reprise are not top tier Beatles. No. And like I, but I love with a little help from my friends. I think that's by far the best song Ringo ever sang. Mm-hmm. I actually mm-hmm. love that song, mm-hmm. which is not as I can't say as much for any other Ringo songs. Right. Um, anyways, I'll get off the comparison, but I just think it's interesting. The reason I keep coming back to it is a couple reasons. One, I love both albums. I love both bands. Two, it's interesting to me that they both came out in a, seven, a seven years. Year. A yeah. seven year. Yeah. Ni- 67 and 97. And that they're both reaching these big milestone yes. anniversaries. So it's, you can't help but compare them. But what, but what, anyways, what I was to get back to OK Computer, I think that um, it kind of cashes the check... That Sergeant Pepper can't. Right. Um, the, the one where when you listen to it, like the songs are amazing. Like it, right. to me, OK Computer is built on the songs. Uh, it's uh, not agreed. built on like s- like there's the sonic um, sort of engineering and experimentation and groundbreaking stuff, but that to me is secondary. Like Paranoid Android, Airbag, um, No Surprises, Karma Police. Yeah, it's, it, it's unbelievable music, yeah. what they did. No, I agree. And I was re-listening again today and the songs, like I, I still get blown away by the beginning to airbag and, and Karma Police and all those songs. So yeah, I know I agree. The the songs hold up better. And just the epic scope of it, what yeah, they went for yeah. on every single one. Yeah. It's crazy. Quickly before we move on to the yeah. last couple segments, I wanted to bring up something that has been happening a lot recently when people discuss Radiohead, specifically on the Celebration Rock podcast. Stephen Hyden and his cronies seem to shit on Amnesiac for really no good reason. Yeah. And, and it's, it bothers me because I, I love Amnesiac and think it's really, really good. It's not upper echelon tier one Radiohead, but yeah. it's a it's v- probably the best tier two-ish album. And I'm counting the Bends in... As tier one. Is tier one. And I'm counting tier two as like Hail to the Thief, Amnesiac, King of Limbs, Moonshape, Moonshape Pool. Pool. Yeah. It's tier two. Yeah. And then Pablo Honey's tier, and Pablo's. tier C. Tier B. <laughs> tier three. Right. Um, quick side note, I always forget how great the Benz is. Right. Just because you mentioned the Benz. That's such a good album. It, it and is. I always write it off in a right. way, not like because I don't think it's good, but when I listen, I'm always blown away. Amnesiac, I totally agree. Yeah. I whenever I listen, 
I, like to be honest with you, if when I'm in the mood for experimental, like truly experimental mm-hmm. Radiohead, um, obviously Kid A and, and Amnesiac are the places to go mm-hmm. for that. Sometimes I'm just more in an amnesiac mood. Yeah, because amnesiac doesn't suffer from the same kind of problem Kid A has as OK Computer of the expectations and the weight of what Kid A means. If you want that Kid A feel, that dark kind of electronic weirdness, but you don't want the the scope of Kid A, Amnesiac's a great listen. And Amnesiac, it definitely has the weird electronic stuff, but there are songs on it that feel more lived in and more just music, like Pyramid Song. Yeah. Um, yeah, you and whose army? You and whose army? Yep. Those are like songs that deal with space and atmosphere yep. and yep. just like piano and and just builds. I don't think Kid A has songs like that really. Mm, yeah. I, How to disappear completely kind of has a big yeah. That's, build, a, that's a good point. But that's an outlier on the album. Yeah. So I've always thought that Amnesiac packs certain things in there that you don't actually packed like sardines. Yeah, in a, yeah. In a crushed tin can, uh, can or yeah. box. Um, it, you get stuff out of it that you actually don't quite get out of the Kid A experience. That's a great point. And I think that that is a great example of one where, as much as I love Kid A, I know a little bit of it is is myth. Mm. Some mm-hmm. of Kid A is when mm-hmm. it came out, what they were doing. Mm-hmm. If they were, I feel like if they released Amnesiac when Kid A came out, it's if they flopped them, it would have a better reputation probably. It's not as good. I don't right. think it's as good. That's all I'm trying to say. Right, right. No, I, and I'm with you on that. I just wanted to give a little shine to Amnesiac because I think it it ends up being the redheaded stepchild of, does, of yeah. Radiohead albums. And it's not fair because it's it's better than Hail of the Thief, which a lot of people... There's I, been a revisionist history there too, the which I think is, is good because Hail of the Thief is a good record that oh, definitely, got definitely a little bit shit on I think it's a little bit too long and it is some... you should take some songs out of that and maybe that's a that's a trim the fat at yeah some Hell point. The Thief would be a good um, one that'd be a good one to do I don't know if there's a lot of time we'd have to cut off it we might have to cut it to 40 yeah that's true I think it's mid 50s uh, okay that's a good point feels longer than that I guess it does, but yeah. yeah I think this conversation is maybe want to go back and listen to all these albums me too I might do a Radiohead chronology I think I, I, I might um, one last point about Kid A, just because you brought it up. Is there any opening track that sucks you into the album better than everything Ooh. in its right place? The way that the do 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 like that, and it just yeah. it like washes over you. And you hear well, the, the Tom York vocal. I, I, dude, I mean, Airbag, Airbag. Airbag does the same thing. And the, what Radiohead is so good at is just setting the mood and yeah. like letting you know what you're in for. Airbag is definitely yep. an example. Yep. Um, they do different things, but I yeah. think they they accomplish so the same kind of goal yeah, of sucking you into the album. Is they both start with like basically a figure being played by one instrument, and it kind of is like the thesis statement for the yep. album. Everything in its right place is that little descending keyboard riff, and then Airbag is that cutting guitar yep. riff. Which and is, then yeah, and then the sleigh bells come in, which is so interesting. Air, airbag is, I think, because it's a first track on the album and it comes right before Paranoid Android, I think some people overlook Airbag. I think so too. Airbag would be a very... If we were doing a ranking of Radiohead songs, Airbag would be very high for me. Which, I, I guess it's a separate question of do you like Airbag or Everything in Its Right Place better as a song? And which oh, one do man. you think does a better job of introing their respective albums? That is borderline impossible. I, I think I like Airbag a little better as a song. Yeah. I think everything in its right place does a little bit better of of getting you into the album. Oh, it's so tough. It's almost like they're equal. I guess I'll agree with you. Yeah. Because I think 
Like, I, I can hear airbag out of context yeah. and be like, fuck yeah, airbag. If I heard everything in its right place out of context, imagine, it might not be the same. Imagine hearing everything in its right place, like in a movie trailer or something. Oh, fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like It's, it's a, such a great tone setter. It is. And it's like, I think, it because what Radiohead's going for, and I agree with you, airbag is a better song. But it's also a song that was written like a song, mm, not like true. not the way Tom York was writing songs on TNA, which is what's so revolutionary, where he's just picking phrases out of That's a, a hat. Great point. Yesterday, I woke up sucking on a lemon and yeah. words like lyrics like that. Yeah, it's so interesting. Like that is my favorite story of Radiohead yes. is the fact that in '97 they changed the game and then just ran it back in 2000 with an entirely different yep. fucking thing yep. and did it again <laughs> yep. as well yep. just as exactly as well yep. it is it's crazy it's crazy they they're an amazing band um it's it's so much fun to talk about their discography it's one of my favorite bands to do it for cuz it's also strong it, yeah it is it is and you can have endless arguments and discussions like this like which one does a better job of introing the album yeah but it's, it's a good it's question it's great yeah i mean even pablo honey is fun to listen yeah, to if you is. listen to the right yeah, songs yeah sure sure um how about this do you want to do a two truths and a lie yeah let's do let's do that okay. let's do it so i got one this week for you Sean okay um we've been talking about lord yep so I got Lord for you. Mm-hmm. This is two truths and a lie about Lord. Okay. Okay. Fact number one: with the release of her hit single "Royals," Lord became the youngest solo artist to achieve a number one single in the U.S. since Tiffany's 1987 hit "I Think We're Alone Now." Hmm. Fact number two: musician and producer Jack Antonoff of Bleachers co-wrote all but one song on Melodrama. Fact number three, Lord's mother, Sonia, is a moderately successful painter in their home country of New Zealand. Okay. This is tough. I'm seeing I'm seeing lots of different angles that I can take. I know Lord is from New Zealand. I don't know if her mom's a painter. Mm-hmm. I, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, I also know Jack Antonoff was involved in this album, co-writing songs. I don't know uh, how many he was responsible for. That first one sounds correct. I'm going to say that one's true. That first one okay. is true. That she was the youngest to have a number one. I'm going to go, just because I know Jack Antonoff was involved, I'm going to just say that's true and hope it was nine songs. And then I'm going to say the last one was a lie, just because maybe she's not a painter. Final answer? The final answer. You got it. Yes! Oh, you, it's been so long since I got one. You got this yes. one. Um, so her mother is a poet. In New Zealand. Oh, okay, so that's the thing. okay. I, Big friend I, of the arts. I read somewhere sometime, I couldn't find it today, which is why I didn't use it as a fact, because I wanted to, that she was actually the poet laureate oh, of New Zealand. interesting. Another fact I had and then realized it's not really a fact, but I think it's interesting. Do you know Lord's real name? No. <laughs> Lord. Ella Mariha Lani Yelich O'Connor. Oh, yeah, I actually did know. I think I did know their name was Ella. Yeah. Yelich. Yelich O'Connor. Yeah. Unbelievable! It, she, look how long, how much room it takes up. Holy shit! Just on paper, that's some bad radio. That I mean, girl, Lord. Much. What interesting! An album she came out really, with. really great. Really um, great. The only segment we have left is recommendations of the week. Yeah, I got a, I get a quick recommendation of the week for you. So, um, I've been while I'm not listening to Lord or Radiohead or some of these new albums. If I'm just in the car for like seven or eight minutes, mm-hmm. what I've loved doing recently is putting on like a 
like a seven or eight minute song that has some awesome guitar solos in it. I'm talking Thinking of a Place. I'm talking mm. some of these Kurt Vile songs. To be to be clear, yeah. Thinking of a Place would be my recommendation of the week every a- week. Every week, could. yeah. Um, and then uh, I was like, oh, yeah. Sister by Angel Olsen that came out last year has an amazing guitar solo towards the end. And I've been listening to that a lot in the car. Just the way that that solo builds and that song builds is really good because it starts off as just kind of this slow almost plodding song and then it explodes into that cool guitar solo so that's it that's one that i'm recommending specifically for you jake yeah because i know you did not take to that angel olsen album as much as i did not last year way. i liked it and we're seeing her at newport in a month's time and i want you to be excited to to hear this solo i was just gonna say that i i know i need to do some more angel olsen listening um before we see her at newport so i'll definitely do that my recommendation of the week is it's like super random i just on it's also related to driving when mary kate and i big friend of the pot are out driving around We'll just like now do this thing where we each pick a song and just mm. build a queue. Yes, smart. as we take a drive Very smart. and we just go song by song. One I added this last week, which was brilliant in my opinion. Yep, was Crossfire by Brandon Flowers. Yeah, that's a good song. It's so I, if you've ever heard this on the radio, listeners, and you don't know the song I'm talking about, you probably just thought it was a killer song, right? Because it just may as well be. It's one of my favorite songs he's ever done. It's such it's this huge pop gem with a, an amazing chorus. Yep. Um, so yeah, Crossfire. That's, a, that's a good one. That's Is it Brandon one. or Brendan? I put Brandon. I think it's Brandon Flowers. Same name as that guy who was on the Chiefs, right? That yeah, cornerback. That's right. What team is he on now, or is he out of the league? Ooh, I don't know. Good question. That's a good question. Big, I don't big friend of the follow ball. football nearly as much as I used to. Really? I'm at a like an all time low of excitement for the NFL. Well, because like when you've had it all five times, <laughs> yeah, dude. Honestly, I think I might stop watching football when the when Brady and Belichick are gone. Oh, dude, I would jump ship with you. I think I'm done. That's the only reason I love it, yeah. I've realized, as much as I yeah, do. Yeah, I think I'm going to be done. There was a it. hot period in the like the early 2010s. Yeah, me too. When when yep. there were a lot of good teams. Yep. You had like Dez and Romo in in Dallas, and you had Seattle doing their thing, and Denver and the had Packers. Packers were doing their thing. You had Denver with that all-star offense yep. with Welker and Demarius Thomas and Peyton at the helm. And you had all these teams springing up, and it felt like football was was rising to as, become this as, amazing thing. And the Saints were still good; they yeah. were still putting up points. And, and it was like an all time boon for offense. Ravens were good. Steelers were were there. The AFC too. was strong. Now yeah. it just feels like the Patriots. The league sucks. The league is bad. It's an all time like lack of of talent. Yeah, especially at quarterback. It just feels like the Patriots. Just should be expected to win another yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah, agreed. that's not even boasting. It's just, no, I don't believe in no. it. No, and stupid. it's like almost not even fun. No, it's not. So I, I don't know. I, I'm gonna watch still, but I, I just don't care as much as I used to. So there. What do you think, listeners? Quick NFL bites to end wow. the episode. Wow, an eclectic episode. Yeah, a July NFL bites. Wow. The maybe NFL, hey, maybe the NFL isn't dead like we thought. They own our brains. They it's do. July. They did just release their top 100 players of of Brady was number one. He right? was number one. Yeah. He was yeah. number two last year. Yeah. That ranking, you know, he hasn't been outside of the top five since, like, 2010 or something. I didn't know that. I know he's been one before. Yeah. He was one in, I think, the year he won MVP. Was that 2012? I don't know. Something like that. But, the, you know, what's weird about that ranking is, like, what... He's just got to continue to be one, right? Yeah. Like, until he actually sucks? Yeah. Yeah. You would think anyway. so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone.
wrong. Okay, on on the mic, on the hot Shit mic. Shit is rolling. Do you think Taylor Swift, which we're gonna end up talking about a little bit, do you think Taylor Swift is a little jealous of Lord and sure. what an awesome album she just put out? I thought about that. Little little competitive. Because has Taylor Swift ever come out with an album this good? I guess people would say 1989. Is but, it as good? But as it's this? not as good as, as like this. where it's garnering this. No, level well, I of mean 1989 acclaim? got good reviews, but Did not get like 92 on Metacritic. No, good? no, like, no, and no. like several 100s good. No, and there's a lot of filler on 1989. There, I listened for the first time the other day. Actually. For the first time, really? Yeah, I never listened to it through. Oh shit! I, that's the only Taylor Swift album I've listened to all of. Uh, I think I've listened to Red all the way through. Red is too. long. It's too long. I because I wanted to listen to Red because I love the songs on Red. Yeah. There's good songs. Yeah, good songs. There's really good songs. And I wanted to listen to that album because I was like, I love I Knew You Were Trouble. Yeah. I like We're Never Get, Ever Getting Back I Together. I do too. And I, I do like too. 22. Yeah. And so I wanted to listen to that. And I was like, oh, it's like fucking 90 minutes. What is this? It's really, like Sandinista? It's really long. And like. <laughs> <laughs> she wishes it was Sandinista. Yeah, she, she wishes she was doing like dub remixes of Never Getting Back Together. Because she took um, Lord like under her wing, right? They're like friends. Right. Yeah, she's significantly older than her. I was gonna say, is this, seven years isn't that like Lord. sort of weird? Maybe kind of. You know what's weird to They're me? Not dating. So. L- true. Lord seems like she's more mature than Taylor Swift. Yeah, Lord doesn't seems that... like she's more mature than like than like a lot of adults. I know. Yeah, she kind of always has. I think she's also a, like a witch, like partly. She, she plays that up. Too. Yeah. Y- yeah. She did, does. Did it just get pitch dark in my apartment? Yeah, I think the clouds. That's the old the light. cloud cover. Should I turn this on? Yeah, there we go. Little, you can see your little, face. Little <laughs> <laughs> you can look upon your face. I forgot that this is like just light flickers. Oh, okay, that's a good. I was at my parents' house too. It's weird. Nice uh, touch. But yeah. So, um, are we gonna get like a big response from Taylor Swift this year? Like, I, I can't. Do that. <laughs> it's, it's like. Is it just loose? I need to find it's out. It's like um, live on air. It's. Talk. It's like a stereotype of a haunted light bulb flickering. Like, that's what's happening with it. I think it was loose. It's... It, it was just barely loose, so maybe that's what huh. it was. I don't huh. know. Weird. Huh. Uh, but yeah, huh. uh, Taylor Swift, I don't know. She's been waiting in the wings since 2014. I was looking on, but you mentioned Lord is a witch. I was looking on her Twitter, and her like pinned tweet is like something about being a witch. I'm a witch. Yeah. That's what it said. Like, it says that basically word for word. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think she's calling on the occult to help her write these great songs, much like Led Zeppelin did. Yeah, I think there's definitely some black magic yeah. stuff going on. Yeah. Um, and, you know, hopefully she'll, uh, you know, pay for her sins <laughs> one day in hell. <laughs> oh, also, Sean, by the way, uh, unrelated note. Yeah. Um, I've recently become devoutly religious. Oh. And that's going to be mostly sort of my thing <laughs> on the show now. Those are going to be my takes on the show. <laughs> it's going to be like most, m- most of what I'm going to discuss is going to be centered around like theology okay and okay sort of you know the the literal word of the bible how are you going to tie back let's say the new Vince staples to religion? i'll probably just discuss the sinful lifestyle of rappers in general yeah oh i mean okay. i haven't listened to it oh okay so. <laughs> okay all right that that sounds good um yeah let's dive in with that then all right Hold okay on. I just want to pull up Spotify so I can look good at idea. track lists. Good idea. Uh, I'll do it on my phone. That's a good call. I don't want to have too many programs up on the old computer while we're recording. This is good radio while I pull up Spotify. Uh, 
Sounds of the city. <laughs> <laughs> the summer in the city. Uh, crabs in a bucket. Okay. I'm good. Okay. Me too. I'm good. Me too. Okay. Ready? Yep. Three, two, one.